This one's all about you. The top 12 things every caregiver should know about. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And welcome to Summer Shorts. What are summer shorts? Well, everybody knows what those are. Those are the fun things that you buy in the store that have bright colors. They have palm trees, alligators, flamingos, whatever they are on your shorts for the summertime. But here, they're just a little different. We're doing summer shorts, elder care success style, where we're taking 15-minute segments and giving you tips, ideas, resources, and fun things that you can do to make life easier, better, and in some cases, less expensive while taking care of those that you love, be it a parent, a spouse, a partner, or anybody else in your family member. So hang tight. It's Summer Shorts. Hey everybody, it's Nancy May, and welcome to another episode of Summer Shorts. This one's really special in that I've got my friend and our guest here, Sharon Anage, who is a burnout specialist. But importantly, she does it with corporations, but even more so, she suffered burnout and trauma, both from work life, but also from her own medical situation. And Sharon, I'm going to turn it over to you because what I want to know is how do we even recognize that we're in this burnout? What are the things that we need to look for, like one, two, three, four, five, so that we don't end up in a hole ourselves? Yes, thank you, um, Nancy, for having me. It's a good question, isn't it? Because burnout's like a silent epidemic. And the problem is we only notice it when it's quite far down the road. And actually, there are lots of signs beforehand that we need to be aware of. There are, in fact, the 12 stages of burnout, which I think is often not discussed enough so that people can actually map themselves against those stages. So I'll go through those 12 stages so that people can identify very easily about what they can do. So stage one is what we call excessive ambition. So this is where a person is really out to prove themselves, you know, like type A personality. Type A personality, yeah. I'm committed. I'm dedicated. It's not just, I think, overachievement because we see this a lot in quite caring environments. It's really characterized by those who want to go the extra mile. And it might not necessarily about being the best or it might be about being the best, but it's certainly about the cause, you know, and really, really being the one that is there to really see it through. Recognition. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're really going for that. So if you identify with any of those signs, or you know that to be your, that's a part of who you are of become, you can just put a tick next to step number one. Or Box number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Box number two. Step number two is where you find yourself increasingly working longer hours. So um, if you... That's consistently, that's not just... Yes, yes. No, no. This is consistently, you know, you're like first one in, last one out, and it's five days a week. And if you find yourself doing that over a long period of time, it's not just because you've got a project on the horizon, but this is just the way that you work. This is another clear sign. So number three, neglecting your needs. You know, when's the last time you even took a sip of water? Did you actually eat a good meal today or did you wolf down a sandwich and then quickly went back to working? Or did you even do it while you were working? Is your butt being sore sitting in the chair too long? Exactly. Have your bum cheeks gone numb? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, if you're doing those things, we need to talk about that. 
Number four, so this, we call this displacement of, of, of kind of conflict. So this is where you'll often hear someone say things like, do you know what? I'm hectic until August, but then I'll take a break. And then August comes and goes, I haven't taken the break. And you're like, what happened? I thought you were going to take a break. And they went, no, 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 I'm hectic till November, but then I'll definitely take a break. November comes, they book their annual leave. The first day of their annual leave, they get sick because they pushed and pushed and pushed themselves to the point where they have actually become quite unwell, but they didn't realize. And all three cell phones are ringing at the same time. Exactly. And they're still trying to answer them. (laughs) The next one, number five. So this is where you're like, my work is everything. You know, it is all you think about, all you talk about, you know, you're really, really focused on it. Now that can be celebrated in a lot of places, but actually if you're really starting to neglect the other parts of your life and yourself, this is a concern. Now, number six, Number six is an interesting one because this is where people have kind of deny the problems, the root problems. So you'll hear them often say things like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that is actually one of the most disempowering statements anybody can say to themselves because you've basically given all your power over to time. Actually, if you were to say to yourself, that's not my priority right now. Every caregiver has said, I don't have time for that at least once a week. There you go. I don't have time to look after myself. But actually, if you were to change that sentence and say, it's not my priority to look after myself, suddenly you might think to yourself, hang on a minute. Shame on you. It's not my priority to look after myself. Oh, I think there's something going on here. So those are the first six stages of the 12 stages of burnout. And what I always say to people is, in those first six stages, they are entirely reversible with you, with the people around you, you can do this with a coach, like it's very manageable. When we start to hit stages seven to 12 is where we start to see medical interventions as being needed. So if you start to identify with any of these, then I would request that you go and talk to a physician or a mental health worker or somebody who can help you. So number seven is where we see withdrawal. So this is where people start to withdraw from friends and family, keeping themselves themselves. We might see drug use to deal with stress. We might see a lot of alcohol consumption. I'm not talking about a glass of wine here or there. I'm talking about day in, day out, that your stress reliever is alcohol. Or even overeating. Exactly. Another one. Another one. Yeah. So these things are, are signs now where we really need to start to get some kind of medical interventions. We've gone, we're going past the point of being able to do these things by ourselves. These are self-soothing tools. Yes. I don't mean every now and then you're eating a chocolate bar or having a cake. I'm talking about every day. These are your coping mechanisms and these are what we call unhealthy coping mechanisms. Stage eight is called odd behavioral changes. So this is where your friends and family might say to you, I'm very concerned about you. I am worried you seem to be keeping yourself to yourself. You're not coming to family events or you seem really down or you seem very distracted, very unfocused. You know, any of these things, if the people around you are really starting to comment that they're worried about you, again, this is another sign that things have gone too far. It's a good family member or friend who will stop in, open their mouth really, and say, I'm worried about you. Not everybody will. A lot of people will just withdraw and say, oh, screw it. You know, Nancy's Nancy's a lost cause. She's a B-I-T-C-H. I'm out of here, right? Yes, absolutely. It's the people who care about you the most that will stick their neck out and actually say something. 
it's a bit like when my mum says something to me and I might not like what she's saying but the truth is I know she'll only say it because she loves me and she wants the best so she doesn't mind if I get upset yeah because as far as she's concerned she wants me to be well we're going to move on to number nine number nine is depersonalization so number nine is where we don't see ourselves or the people around us as being valuable so this is that's a big one yes very dangerous territory and it's and this is very much linked to stage number 10 which is what we call inner emptiness so what happens is when we feel a sense of inner emptiness we'll do anything to feel alive and at this point you might start to see some very high levels of risk taking in this person Mm. which again will be part of character potentially so they might be gambling or they might be doing things that really kind of are risking their health and well-being to such an extent you think, gosh, why are you doing that to yourself? Driving their car at 120 miles an hour down the road, it's not the Autobahn. No, dry, and also driving when they're exceptionally tired and they know that they that's really not the thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these kind of riskier and riskier strategies that they put in play just to be able to cope with the demands of what's ahead of them. If these things are happening, these are real worrying signs and and then next stage stage number 11 is depression so again you know this is a clinical condition and something that we need to be able we need medical intervention for hard to be able to deal with yourself and number 12 is what we call burnout syndrome that's total collapse that is emotional mental that is your signed off work you will be signed off work for a minimum of say six months to potentially three years some people don't re-enter the workforce at all after that And for others, actually, the road back into the workforce is really, really difficult. I don't work with people who have experienced burnout and are re-entering the workforce. But as somebody who has done it, I understand it. But but it is an incredibly difficult journey. It's even finding your own self-worth again, because at that point, I would imagine you you feel like a failure and can't get out of that that dark space, which is which is not good. Yes, I mean, you're so exhausted. It's hard to even think about re-entering the workplace. But one of the things I have heard from people who are recovering from burnout and coming back is they fear, will they ever find their love and passion for work again without compromising themselves? Wow. Can I enjoy it again? Um, Because, of course, you know, these are very hard-working, committed, dedicated people. That's why I always say to employers, I say, Beware of the people who are burning out because they're going to be your best employees because they're the ones who care the most. They're the ones who are most dedicated. And you may not even notice that it's happening because of all the different little patterns in, in these 12 steps until it becomes, I don't want to say a lost cause, but almost a point of desperation. If everybody around you is working really longer hours and neglecting their needs and says, I don't have time for this. And look at me, I pulled another all-nighter and everyone's going, yay! (laughs) How are you going to notice the signs? (laughs) Right. I'm going to make this fairly short, but 9-11, when the World Trade Towers were attacked here in the United States, a lot of people felt similar things that were going on after the fact or trying to come back from the pressures of work because everybody was trying trying to save their environments. And there was a CFO of a large financial institution who committed suicide. And they didn't even see it coming. But the pressures and the reliance on this good soul, who was known as a really terrific human being, just became overwhelming. So we hope that and more employers listen to this, which I hope they do, that they take pause and they listen 
and they jot down these 12 points and just start being aware at any level of what's happening around them. It, it may not be hopefully number 12, but even if they notice number one and two, step in and have a gentle conversation and make it known that you care and this is important to you, to your employees, to their families and your customers because it impacts them too. Absolutely. Your greatest weapon in this is awareness. So learn the stages, identify them, and then take action. Because actually, without that, you're not going to know how to help. And I believe in the goodness of people. I believe in the goodness of the leaders in these organizations. I believe they want to do the right thing. So educate yourself. Take the blinders off. Celebrate success, no matter how big or how small. And give yourself a hug. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody needs to give themselves more hugs. (laughs) Great, Sharon. Thank you. And everybody listening, that's another episode of Summer Shorts. This one's a little special, a little different than the others. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you are not subscribing to the show, please do so now. It's very easy to do. Just go to eldercaresuccess.live. You can subscribe there or on any of your favorite podcasts. And... In looking at this whole issue of burnout, I highly recommend that you consider buying the book. This is, yes, this is an obvious plug, (laughs) but it's more important. It's it's a purpose-driven plug to say how to survive 911 medical emergencies because in any particular situation, whether you're dealing with burnout or not, being prepared for any situation is critical to you, your family members, and those around you. So stay tuned. There'll be more on the next episode of Summer Shorts. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021 Caremanity LLC.